Psalm 119, 11. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Have you ever written a love note, even if it was just a sentence or two? Did you ever write a love note to your significant other? Maybe in grade school? Today you probably send a text or maybe an email. I'm not going to pretend to know how our students do it today. But Chris and I used to write each other notes. We wrote each other notes before we ever started dating. We were really close in high school, even though there's an almost two-year uh, difference in age. And, and this was before cell phones had really taken off. And we would pass notes to each other between classes in the hallways, uh, sometimes between friends. And, and these were two- or three-page notes front and back. Now, those were mostly done by Kristen. Today, Kristen will sometimes leave me little small notes, little cards hidden in my bag whenever I go off on a retreat or a conference. I find them in my socks or in my toiletry bag. Of course, I haven't gone anywhere like that in months. Another a bummer of this year we call 2020. But our passage this morning from Psalm 119 is part of a long love note. Psalm 119 is a love note to the Word of God. I know that kind of sounds strange, but it's true. In this big love letter from God that we call the Bible, there is a love note to the Bible. I'm sure I just messed with your mind a little bit. But Psalm 119 is the longest of the 150 Psalms, and it's also the longest chapter in the Bible. And this psalm is completely devoted and focused on God's Word. So as we get to the midpoint of our series on feasting on the Word, learning to enjoy the Bible, I think it's, this is a great place to land. All 176 verses are a love note to God's Word. But I want to focus on verse 11. I have hidden your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The psalmist talks about hiding God's Word in his heart. But what does that mean? What does it mean to hide God's Word in your heart? Well, I think it reveals the value of Scripture in our lives. To hide something means that you want it protected. You want it safe so no one can take it away. And to put it in your heart means that it becomes a part of your whole being. 
God's Word has become a part of who you are. But before it gets to our heart, it of course has to be received in our minds. And and this goes back to what we've talked about last week, meditation and rumination. We're to... We are to think deeply on God's Word and to chew on the Scriptures day and night when we're coming and when we're going, according to Deuteronomy 6. When the psalmist talks about hiding God's Word in his heart, the psalmist has first heard and read the Word of God and thought about it continually until it becomes ingrained in both his mind and his heart. But to get to a place where the Scriptures are hidden in our hearts, we have to take it a step further than hearing the Word or ruminating on the Word. We have to rememberize God's Word. Yep, you heard me. And nope, it's not a real Word. As I said at the start of this series, these five ways to enjoy the Bible, these five R's come from J.D. Walt, who is the author of the Daily Text devotional at Seedbed. And this word, rememberize, was invented by his son, who was excited about memorizing a passage of Scripture. But J.D. liked his son's version of the word for memorizing. You see, memorizing has sort of a negative connotation, at least for me. If you remember, I shared a couple of weeks ago that memorizing for me feels like cramming for a test. We fill our brains with all the necessary information for a science test or history exam. And then as soon as the test is over, we empty our brains of that information to make room for the next test we need to cram for. We memorize stuff and we put it in our brains for only a certain period of time. It never really gets to the heart. It never really gets ingrained into our being Instead, with Scripture, God's Word, we want it to stick. We want to rememberize it. We want to hide the Word of God in our hearts. You see, memorization tends to download information into our short-term memory. We memorize something, we put it into paper, and then we flush it out of our minds. To rememberize something, we're wanting to use our long-term memory. We're wanting the Scriptures to stick in us and to stay in us. I can't help but think about patients or loved ones with dementia. They may not remember who a family member is, even if it's a spouse or a child, but if they have grown up in the church and uh, you start to recite the Apostles' Creed or the Lord's Prayer or you sing Amazing Grace, they are right there with you. They can recite every word. And that's because they were in the pews for all those years, saying the prayers, singing the songs. They slow-loaded their long-term memory. They rememberized it. I think this is why the word remember is one of the most repeated and significant words in the whole Bible. To remember something is quite different than memorizing something. Those loved ones with dementia show us how remembering actually survives complete memory loss. It's why there's no substitute for the long, slow work of every day, every week, every month, every year, every decade. To remember something is to reattach to it in a practical way. Memorization is is brain activity. Remembering requires soul-level engagement. Think about the Passover. The Passover was a celebration meal every year for the Jewish people. It was done to remember and to celebrate God freeing the Jewish people from 400 years of slavery in Egypt. Listen in Exodus 12 to how God through Moses describes the celebration of the Passover and how the people are to remember. Exodus 12. 
This day is to be a memorial for you, and you must celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. You are to celebrate it throughout your generations as a permanent statute. Keep this command permanently as a statute for you and your descendants. When you enter your, the land that the Lord will give you as He promised, you are to observe this ritual. When your children ask you, what does this ritual mean to you? You're to reply, it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord, for He passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt when He struck the Egyptians and spared our homes. The Passover meal was to be done each year as a celebration and a memorial, a remembrance. And by having this meal every year at the same time, they were remembering what God had done for God's people. And then we move to the New Testament and to Jesus. And Jesus and his disciples go to celebrate the Passover meal, but Jesus changes it up. In Luke 22, he says, And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This is my cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Jesus informs the disciples that just as God saved his people through the Passover in Egypt, the shedding of the blood of the lamb on the doorpost of the Jewish homes, God is saving all of humanity through the blood of Jesus, the perfect lamb. And so now the Passover meal has, has new meaning. And, and Jesus says about the bread, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus wanted us to remember it, to rememberize it. And of course, we call it Holy Communion or the Lord's Supper or the Eucharist today. But think about the Passover and communion for a second. And this idea of rememberizing involving not just the brain, but the soul as well. Think back to a few months ago, and we as a church had not taken Holy Communion for, I think, four months since the start of COVID restrictions. And then we offered it for those in person and for those online if they were able to drive up to the church, just like we're going to do today. And for me, it was such a moving experience that I know it was for many of you because you had tears in your eyes. I think it was for many reasons. I, for some, it was the first time you had seen me or others in the flesh and not on a screen in several weeks or months. It was emotional because you were able to do something you hadn't been able to do in months. It was emotional, hopefully, because of what we were doing. We were remembering Christ's sacrifice and all that Christ had done for us and is doing for us. Perhaps you were remembering all the previous times you had taken Holy Communion. Again, when we rememberize something, we remember all the previous moments and times. And so Holy Communion is one of those tangible, practical ways we can rememberize God's Word. We remember what God has done for us through Christ and what God continues to do for us through Christ. And this morning, we will get to rememberize some more as we partake in Holy Communion. But the psalmist continues in verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Now what's interesting in this verse is that the word sin there means to miss the mark. 
And oftentimes when we think about sin, we think about misbehaving or we think about, we think about it from a moral framework. For instance, if I hide God's word in my heart, then I won't misbehave. But instead, what if we thought of it this way? If I hide God's word in my heart, if I rememberize God's word in my life, then I might hit the bullseye. I might hit the bullseye of God's target for my life. We hide God's word in our heart so that we can live out God's purpose for our lives. We hide God's word in our lives so that we can follow God's will for our lives. Charles Spurgeon said this about the verse and about the author of Psalm 119. He says, Whatever others might choose to do, he, the psalmist, had already made his choice and placed the word in his innermost soul as his dearest delight. And however others might transgress, his aim was after holiness. His aim was after holiness. A great example of this is the story of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. If you remember, Jesus had just been baptized by John the Baptist, and then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He spent 40 days and 40 nights fasting, and at the end of those 40 days, the devil comes to tempt Jesus. He tempts Jesus three times, and each time Jesus resists. Here's what's interesting is that each, with each temptation, Jesus resists by quoting Scripture. Now for Jesus, this would have been the Old Testament, of course, but when the devil tempts Jesus to turn stones to bread, Jesus quotes Deuteronomy 8.3. Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. When the devil tempts Jesus to throw himself off the top of the temple because the angels will come and pick him up before he hits the ground, Jesus quotes Deuteronomy 6.16, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil tempts Jesus one final time by showing Jesus all the kingdoms of the earth and promising to give them all to Jesus, if Jesus will just bow down to the devil, Jesus quotes Deuteronomy 6.13, Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. You see, Jesus had rememberized God's Word. It was not only there in His brain, but it was there in His heart. Now, of course, Jesus was God in the flesh. He's the Word made flesh. But when faced with missing the mark or hitting the bullseye of God's purpose for His life, Jesus chose to hit the mark, to hit the bullseye. I have hidden your Word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So how do we rememberize God's Word? How do we be like the psalmist and like Jesus? What do we, what do, we do to hide God's Word in our heart? Well, there's all kinds of ways. We can do some of what we've already talked about. The more we read or listen to God's Word, the more we meditate or ruminate on God's Word, the more we're able to rememberize it. Obviously, the more we form spiritual habits, practices, disciplines like worship and prayer and small groups and reading the Scriptures, the more we're able to not just simply memorize God's Word, but to rememberize it. It becomes ingrained into our DNA. But there are ways of memorizing Scripture that help, that help us to rememberize God's Word. In fact, take for instance our psalm, Psalm 119. It's formed in such a way, at least for Hebrew readers and listeners, to help them memorize it. It's made up of 22 stanzas of eight verses. Each of those 22 stanzas is ordered in the same order as the Hebrew alphabet. 
The Hebrew alphabet is made up of 22 letters, hence the 22 stanzas. So, for instance, if this was done in English, the first verse of the first stanza would start with the letter A. And not only that, each verse in that first stanza would also start with A. And so the first eight verses of Psalm 119 would have all began with the letter A if this was in English. And then verse 9 and the next verse, eight verses would all start with the letter B. And then verse 17 and the next eight verses would start with C and so on and so on and so on. Of course, there would be 26 stanzas instead of 22 if this was in English. But this was all done possibly as a way of helping children memorize this psalm about God's Word. But what I have found helpful for children, I have learned to also be helpful for us adults too. Uh, also, recently a church member shared a podcast they were using with their children that's put several different verses to music, and they are listening to those songs to help memorize Scripture. Music is one of those things that helps us to remember, so that's a great way to rememberize God's Word. For the past several weeks, we've been encouraging our children of the church to memorize verses of Scripture during the worship service. We show them the verse, then we reshow it with words missing, and they have to come up with those missing words. That's something parents could do with their children at home as a way of learning Scripture. J.D. Walt talks about his practice of versing. He can't call it texting because that's already a different thing, so he calls it versing. He calls out the uh, first half of a verse with uh, someone else, a small group member, uh, a friend, a family member, and that other person calls out the other half of the verse. For instance, I would say, get ready, I have hidden your word in my heart, and you would say that I might not sin against you. You can do this with all kinds of scriptures. Now, you need another person, but you can do it in person or through actual texting. You can text another person the first half of the verse, and then <clears throat> that person has to text back the other half. It's a great practice to do together with another person. There are all kinds of ways to rememberize the Word of God. I simply invite you to take the time to do it. Hide God's Word in your heart, in your soul. I want us to live out God's purpose for our lives. I don't want us to miss the mark. I want us to hit the bullseye. Let us remember all that God has done for us and can and will do for us. Remember, remember this. I love you. God loves you. Amen.